to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris, aka Ghost. I don't want to say host. I shouldn't have said host. I'm your ghost. The ghost with the most. Yes. Uh, and that voice was the co-host, John. Hey, Ladies John. and gentlemen, welcome back to our fantasy world of NPR. That is Weekly Games Chat, where we will titillize you <laughs> with our gaming topics Slight. that are cutting edge. No one else, no one else in the gaming industry is talking about the things that we are talking about. Are we? Like bike riding. <laughs> Man, my my butt is still sore. <laughs> well, we need some context. Need some context quick. Context quick. So John and I took a lovely bike ride together in uh in lovely Pine Mountain, Georgia this weekend. We may have brought his wife too, but I didn't notice that we only had eyes for each other the whole entire time. Well, I, you know, we can definitely say that my wife, um, your wife, sorry, was drinking. No, no, you're good. Definitely set up a uh, play date for yeah. us. <laughs> Cause she didn't even tell you in advance that I was coming until like uh, it was confirmed. I was coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She told me that. And what was the first thing? I, she, so Chris is coming and I went, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that hurt just a little. She's like, don't you, don't you want to see Chris? I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that'd be good. Let's do this. See, this is like where you are like the sociopath. John is like managing friendships. Like it takes someone else to be like, hey, you should check in on your friend and do something with them for, you know, whatever. Like go to a movie or something. It's, well, it's, it's okay not, to do it, that. It's not just it's not just you. The only difference between you and my other oh, no, friends yeah. is my other friends, my other friends have just learned to accept it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, everyone's like, why you always ask John? I'm like, how else is this going to work? <laughs> just got to make it happen, man. Yeah, I'm one of those rare people who hates his friends. <laughs> You're but, like, do you miss your friends? Yes. Do you want them to come over? No, because <laughs> they won't leave. That's true. We won't. Because it's just like, in, in my mind, I just I just need 10 minutes. Just mm-hmm. need ten minutes to say hello. That's why you like lunch, right? Yeah, that's Cause, probably yeah. Because you get that like thirty to forty minute interaction, and then you just go back to work and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and we and just keep food. pestering you. Yeah, and there's food, so you know it's a win win. Yeah, we we had a ten mile bike ride, and it was lovely. But at the same time, um, you know we we got what you get when you get rentals. I think, especially you, you got yeah, much worse I, than me. I, Mine was like screeching the whole time. Get, get, <laughs> yeah. get off of me. Get off of me. Hey, hey. Yeah, it was pretty but, bad. Uh, <laughs> it's It felt harder than the first time we went up there. Um, and I just blamed it on turning 40. But, it was uh, because I was setting that Lance Armstrong pace for you. I shot right. up before I got there. <laughs> we were definitely sad that day. But it was fun. I, I enjoyed it, and it was really good to see. You. Yeah, it was. Other, other than other than just you know webcams and yeah, yeah, to actually like be like humans <laughs> interact. Yay! Yeah, we actually we actually touched each other. Yes, we did. Yes, in very platonic places. For you, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was like the mixed blessing of that course is, on one hand, when you would start going downhill man you could book it and you felt like it was confident and you know just a good path and then on the other hand 
you would look at this large slope going up and after about two attempts of those, I would just say, okay, this is not going to happen. So before I even started the incline, I was off the bike and just walking up the hill like, no, we're not going to do this with these bikes. This is not (laughs) happening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was a, it was a good time. Um, I'm glad you were able to come. Yeah. And, uh, but I blame you because. Oh, is it's like, it's, um, which is not, it's not a real thing, but just go with it. Oh, wait, say that again because you uh, you froze there for a second. Uh, we call it the Chris curse, which is not a real thing, but just go with it. Okay. Uh, I get home just ready to relax. 10-mile bike ride, I've earned it. Sit down, turn on the TV. And, and, and the audience, you know, if they've been with us for the past couple of years, they know about my TV drama. You've you know, the whole bars through the TV thing. Well, it happened again. Yeah. Same TV. Uh, that they'd fixed. So the trash man <clears throat> finally picked that piece of crap up today. So I'm never going to see it again. Unless um, you come over here to record an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will be coming over there to play all the video games. That's fine. No, we, uh, we luckily we were, uh, we were sort of anticipating the inevitability. Mm-hmm. So we picked one up same day. And it was, I was just amazed at how. Do you hear that, John? How much cheaper they are for the exact same thing we bought. You and I, I think we bought ours in 2016 or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe early 2017. But just it's the same thing virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Knocked 400 bucks off. But I mean, that's what you get, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you want to be there with the bells and whistles of the day before anyone else yeah you're gonna pay more uh, i That's mean right. like even like right now the one i was looking at uh potentially getting next for next gen and everything and i guess also because it would be better when i hook up my computer to the tv uh mm-hmm. because i could do higher frame rates without screen tear um that one was you know pretty close to a grand so you know it, that's that's what it is so you know i could either just stick it with what I have right now, let it ride for a little while. And then probably I'm sure by the time we get to 2022, 2023, you know, all these things that are now being pushed by the next gens, it will be, you know, yeah, it'll be that instance where, Oh, you want to buy a TCL that has all that for $500? Well, there it is, you know, um, it can be 65 inches and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's just, it, it's about, it, it's kind of like a sound system from a car. It's like, what are you wanting? You know, do you just want something to hear music or are you looking for true audio fidelity? If that's what you're going to go for, then be prepared to put, uh, pay the price. Is, yeah. Is the lesson. I think when we, and I think when I bought mine, it was like one of those, it might've been like Super Bowl Sunday or. Uh-oh. or something like that one of those hot deals and it was and it was 800 some odd somethings we may which have was to uh a deal <laughs> we may have to before we start this topic cut the video on here because uh we're doing the okay we're, we're doing the hang up thing we'll try it with just you first <laughs> didn't so. have this problem with sean never <laughs> ouch 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 i'm just trying to make you sound good <clears throat> 
Um, but yeah, that was so fun. Other than, that, other than that amazing day on Sunday, what else did you do this weekend? Um, not much. <laughs> Drank beer. <laughs> really regret that about mile two of the bike ride, but you know, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was like, well, this is penance. <laughs> you had <laughs> your fun <laughs> and now you need to pay for, for having too much fun. So, you know, but besides that, uh really just played the topic and uh i don't know watch random things i was actually even here before the show was uh, you would like this i was watching some some next generation it was on tv mm. mm-hmm. late Flim <laughs> i know it's it's amazing to me how good his voice sounded back then make it so um make it. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's really about it. And nothing too exciting for for Chris this week, which is kind of the new norm, unfortunately. <laughs> Might have to go hiking yeah. next week just to to you know break up the monotony and be like, hmm, that was nice last week. What if I did that again? <laughs> Outdoors mm-hmm. for extended periods, yay! Maybe I'll call your wife and set up another play date. Sounds good. <laughs> Did you do anything else? Um, I don't think so. Just Saturday, we um, I did some work in the yards, mm. and I think that's pretty much it. We are just exciting people. I know. I will say the one big thing this week. I played a lot um, of Sekiro. I yeah, can you say did. that. I you a, you I, were playing. I played a butt ton of Sekiro. <laughs> um, a butt ton. <laughs> now, does that mean? You have a butt that weighs a ton, or you just have a ton of butts. A ton mm. of butts is how I like to see it. <laughs> um, but uh, the one thing that did change this week that was very nice for me, not so much for you because you don't mm. care. Uh, basketball is back, and it's really nice right now because it's kind of like every day is the equivalent of the NCAA first round tournament, which is to say, like from like about two o'clock in the afternoon till about 11 o'clock at night, there's a game on, you know, because they, they only have uh, at this place in Orlando where they're doing the season, I believe they only have two courts. So, you know, you have two games always going on at once, uh, just a little bit staggered so they can go back and forth. Right. So you're, and because you have all these teams that need to get their games in, I think they're doing this till August 8th. Like that's what you're getting. You're getting about four or five games a day that are being played. And it's very nice for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Because how's like, the, how's the ratings doing? As far as I know, they're doing fine. I mean, mm. I think everyone's wanting sports right now because they've just been so deprived of it. You know, <laughs> even baseball, I think is, uh, <laughs> said they've like had their best ratings in years. Even baseball, even baseball. <laughs> yeah. Poor baseball. <laughs> But yeah, so you know, it's 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 nice, and I guess it will probably change a little bit once we get to the playoffs here. Playoffs, but yeah. um, at least for the next week or so, you know, I get to watch a lot of basketball. And the good thing is, like all the crap teams are at home; they didn't come to the bubble. So for the most part, the matchups you're watching are ones you would want to watch. So okay, it's been fun. Sitting on your dead butt watching basketball. Yeah. 
drinking PBRs. Exactly. There you go. America. That's America. <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently uh, at the end of September, we'll transition that to college football on Saturdays again. Because at nice. least we will have some form of it. With no dead games, so that's nice. So, Well, Chris, I can honestly tell you that you know, I'm I'm taking a quick peek at the footage, mm-hmm. and I can say that I'm probably gonna buy the topic while you're talking about it. You should do that. <laughs> Wait, <fantastic>. spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> uh, well, let's get to this topic. I you guess. got it, man. The topic is. Topic, 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 topic. <laughs> it's a short title. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good yeah. job. Good job. John, so I- what's, your rich- what's your Richard? <laughs> you can't just go straight to a Richard. What was that? I think, I think Punk you gotta had work, said. You got to work your way down. What was it? Punkhead actually said that uh, on Discord that we should, if you haven't beaten a game, it should be a provisional chub. <laughs> and then once you beat it, you should have your final Richard. <laughs> I was like, that's not bad. but I'm not going to do that because I'm a ghost and I, I come from a different era. But maybe that's Look, I don't have I don't have problems with the occasional chub, but, you know, yeah. we do Richards here. Exactly. We don't short anything. It's going to stay that way. John, uh, I did, um, I- I'm rallying my digital notes. Let me see. Do I have paper here? Hey, you took notes. Good for you. I did. He's human after all. <laughs> Sometimes I feel. <laughs> um, but let's see. Yeah. Hades by Supergiant. John, I love Supergiant, don't I? Yes, you do. Super is, giant. I am a that is that is one universal truth that we can all know to be true. Yeah, I think like Transistor is maybe the only one of their titles I didn't like fall head over heels over. And I still enjoyed it. I just didn't I don't think I gave it enough time, honestly. You know, it was one of those things where I think it came out in the fall and it was like, I love you, indie little game, but uh big game. I'm gonna go play big game. So that's <laughs> that's what I went and did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Supergiant, um, I believe the last game they made, I gave it 10. That was Pyre. I really, really yeah, liked that Yeah, you really liked that one. And uh, I'll be honest, if there's one studio I would really have liked to see Microsoft snatch up, it would have been Supergiant Games, but yeah. I don't think they are in any way interested in that right now. You know, um, I, I like them because they just... They could just have made Bastion again and again and again, right? And done what a lot of indie, indie studios do when they get a hit on their hands. Um, but instead, they've consistently just gone out there and said, like, well, what if we made this type of game, you know? Okay, we made a Bastion. Now let's just make a, a straight-up dungeon crawler. And then they said, let's make kind of a sports game. And now they're finally making a roguelike, which... I am fine with, but I was a little worried because honestly, when Dead Cells came out, what, two, three years ago, 
I thought, well, we don't need roguelikes anymore because I don't know if anyone will ever be able to equal how good this roguelike is. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy to report that even though this game is in early access, it's uh currently slated to have its final release uh, at the end of this year. I believe November is what they said is their target for the 1.0 update. And all that's going to basically add is the last boss and... In the ending of the game, right? Um, I'm happy to report that apparently we did need someone else to make an art roguelike, <laughs> and that person or that team was super giant. <laughs> Shocker! So, um, little background: Hades is basically the story of Zagarius, who is the son of Hades and prince of the underworld. John, yes. Uh, the setup, if you will, to this game is that you have found out that your father, Hades, Lord of the Underworld, uh, has been deceiving you all of your life. I won't spoil exactly what he has deceived you on, but uh, it, being the young prince that you are, this kind of pisses you off, and you decide that you want to escape his underworld and join the other gods on Mount Olympus. That's That's the setup. At its core. That's all you need. <laughs> um, all right. And let's just go ahead and wrap this up and we'll go to the news. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, to do this, in order for Zagarius to do this, who is like, I have to give credit to this because I, I was like, is this a real thing? Right. You know, like a lot of the names that are coming up, some I recognize right off the bat. Um, the most easy example, I think, for most people, uh, Hades. Uh, but you know, Zeus, uh, uh, and even like Achilles, right? I think most people know those, but, um, Zagarius really is the son of, uh, of Hades. Uh, and you know, pretty much so far, every character I've coming across is truly based out of Greek mythology that I've seen. Um, and that's awesome. You know, because like the you could have made this kind of basic as far as how much you brought in, um, and just focused on enemies and and all of that, right? But they they went all out <laughs> for this, and like we're talking about like people like Nyx is in here, um, uh, what you call it? <sighs> trying to see my notes because I wrote them down because there's so many of them. Uh, there's um. People like Sharon, the boatman, right? Who oh, the boatman. Yeah, who ferries the souls across the river Styx, things like that. Um, there's <laughs> there there's Orpheus, the musician, is in here. Um, the uh, the three fates are in here, you know, as far as that. Things like that. Like on top of, of course, Zeus, Aphrodite. Athena, you know, Hermes, all the, all those gods are, they're all in here too. And they all are voiced and they all have their own distinct personalities. And, um, so are, are you sure, are you sure you're not playing God of War? <laughs> I'm playing a better God of War. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shut up, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm not talking about that version, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I think the one thing that Supergiant always nails better than most indie developers out there 
is voice acting. You know, of course, everyone famously remembers in the first game, Bastion, the narrator, kind of guiding you on your journey, having this cool epic voice, right? Um, but even like Pyre, Pyre had like really great voice. I like that was what kind of sold it to me. Um, because otherwise it would just been this like cool little sports game. But like when you go in between all those scenes and you got the story that was going on here, it works. And here, um, I won't say it's like as serious as something like Pyre was. It's a little bit more tongue in cheek humor. A lot of the dialogue that you're getting throughout because, uh, the game itself is a roguelike. John, do you know what a roguelike is? Do we need to go over that definition? Well, as far as I've understood it to be, it's like um, different, different, different designs for levels every time you play, just a little yes. bit different. Yeah, and basically, when you die, you start over from the beginning every single time. Yeah. So here, whenever you die, like, so your goal is to escape the underworld, right? In order to do that, you have to go through all the realms of the underworld, like. Uh, Tartarus and uh, let's see like the Elysian Fields right Asphodel all those places you're going to go through they're all kind of unique and different but every time you die you end up emerging from a pool of blood right at the seat of Hades as he just looks down at you and be like oh you're back again <laughs> boy <laughs> judgmental dad he's, he, he's doing the yeah he's he's your Kratos yeah nice. because like cool. Hades is fun in this because he's like, he's not just always doom and gloom. He's more of like, he's annoyed by this whole entire thing. He's like, there's no yeah. way you're going to escape this. I, I'm going to put too many challenges. And if anything, you're making it hard on everyone else here because you're destroying everything in your path as you attempt this every time. So then we have to repair this crap. <laughs> so, you know, just give this up and sit down like Cerberus the dog here and accept your fate and you'll be rewarded because you're my son, right? Right. Um, so yeah, as uh, as as uh, Zagarius attempts to do this, he has different weapons that he can choose from. I believe in total there are eight that you can pick from. Uh, you start out with just the sword, but pretty quickly you can unlock two more. Um, which like there's a shield, which is fun because it's very Captain American. You know, like you're. You're sitting there, you're throwing the shield, and it's going ding, ding, ding. And so, oh, I'm, okay, that's my that's my weapon, right? Like, there's a there's gauntlets later on. They're they're pretty amazing because <laughs> you're just <laughs> getting up there and messing people up with like a flurry of punches. There's a spear, there's a bow and arrow, and I think the last one is actually like a gun. Um, I haven't gotten it yet, but you know, it's 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 cool because every weapon has weaknesses and strengths, and it is. Like, there is no right or wrong definitive pick out of all these weapons. They're all very well balanced. They all have their weaknesses. Um, and it's more of what kind of style do you want to play uh, when you're going through, right? Are you someone that would rather be with a bow and arrow and be far back, um, but then therefore really have problems maybe when there's a ton of enemies that are just trying to swarm you? Uh, or do you want to be the person, say, with the, uh, the sword that is just bashing everyone as quickly? But, of course, um, you know, when there's projectiles and things like that, it's a little bit harder to deal with sometimes because you are in so close. Or if you make a wrong strike uh, and get hit in return, you're going to really feel that pain, right? 
Um, the and the good thing is also the attacks, regardless, it, it kind of has that Diablo feel where even though they all are different and have different characteristics to them, the attack patterns are kind of the same in the sense that you have kind of a standard attack, a special attack, um, a dash ability that you can parry with those two attacks, um, and then a uh, basically it's just like a spell cast. It's just this kind of diamond-shaped thing that you just throw at enemies and it does damage and you can get different properties that enhances it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like that's that's the core combat every single time at, at at surface. What makes it interesting and kind of like a roguelike too is that every run, of course, you're kind of starting out at a zero balance, right? You don't have any power ups, um, you don't have any gold on you to buy things. Uh, you're just your weapon, and that's it. But as you go through, you encounter gods. Uh, that randomly generate. You never know which one you're going to get. And they provide you with uh, boons for your weapons. So, you know, you might get Poseidon. And he, like, every time you get the selection of a boon, you have three to choose from. And they kind of rotate as far as their rarity. So sometimes you'll just have standard ones. And I think the highest I've seen so far is epic. Uh, And, like, these kind of things. Like, so say you got a boon from Poseidon. You could have it so that whenever uh, you use your special attack, it also creates a wave that knocks them back, right? So it's great crowd control. Um, you could have with uh, with Zeus, the one I really like with him is, uh, especially with the shield, is that you can chain lightning with your hits. So you'll throw your special that will uh which is basically throwing the shield and it will like hit three enemies and at the same time also hit lightning on them uh so you know as you as you start to go through these dungeons you start to get different boons um and eventually also the ability to earn coin that will be used to go to different areas and buy upgrades that can give you temporary boosts uh for a number of rooms uh, and really design what the heck it is you're trying to accomplish during your run to bring it to its best abilities, right? So even though you're maybe always playing with um, the sword because you just like the sword, how you actually approach your run may be very different based on the upgrades that you get, right? If I have something from Zeus that gives me lightning, I'm probably going to use that a lot. Uh, versus if I don't have an upgrade for it, maybe like those are the kinds of things that really have an impact. Um, or like maybe you get something like, a you can buy like a power up that gives you like maybe 200% damage from attacking them from behind. So you're always finding yourself trying to circle them, right. And get behind them because you, once you do, it's like almost instant death for a lot of these enemies. Uh, and, and as you go deeper into the dungeons, it's cool because then it starts to branch out and offer you choices. And it's not, you're always wondering, well, why wouldn't you always just go for the boon if it's there? Well, that's because there are other upgrades that take place once your run is over that are more permanent. The chief being uh, darkness crystals, which allow you to kind of like put percentage stacks onto certain abilities that stay permanent over time. So as you keep failing, if you're if you're like early on, if you just start grinding out these darkness crystals, you're gonna do that because maybe instead of like going for the high uh, 
boons and all that going after them because you're just like, I need to build this out, right? I want to get all these upgrades in there because then it makes it easier for me to do more damage uh, guaranteed long-term and have an easier path to these boss fights that we're trying to get to. Uh, the other thing, you can get like gems that allow you to eventually um, upgrade the actual like underworld main headquarter chambers itself and open up different areas that give you different perks and services that you wouldn't have before. Um, there are, I'm trying to think here, there are keys that you have to acquire and that's how you unlock your weapons and then later on you use it to uh, unlock different tiers to what you can spend your darkness on. So, you know, there's an incentive like that's really my one that I'm going after right now. I'm just trying to get as many keys as possible to unlock the next level of upgrades that I can purchase. Uh, and then there are also these like little um, vials of nectar that you can get that will allow you to um, go up to a one of the interactive characters in the game, whether it's a God that's whenever you're getting one of their boons or someone that's in back in the main hub world. And you can give them, uh, this nectar and in return, they give you a trinket as a gift. And all these trinkets have different abilities and you can level them up just by using them. It's like clear 25 dungeons and, and this levels up to its next level. Uh, so, you know, there's like a lot of incentive here, right to consistently go and, and try out different things and collect as much as possible because the more you invest over time the more it makes it more likely that you have a realistic shot that when you're approaching the end of an area and you do a boss fight that you will have the tools necessary uh to handle that fight if you don't get say the best set of boons and upgrades possible at, at that moment right um, I would say like my first, the first major boss you fight in the game is, uh, Meg, who's one of the fates. And she, the first time I fought her, she, she ended me very quickly. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the second time when I beat her, I beat her, but it took, you know, it was a good six, seven minute fight of whittling her down. Right. Uh, but by the time I had fought her for, say, like the 15th time, I had built up a lot of stuff, right? Um, and I had a lot of additional perks. And then on top of that, just getting the simplest boons, even not even leveled up yet, um, <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would, I just started working her. You know, I just understood her pattern. But what's cool also is that with these fights, it seems like so far, I don't know if this is true for the second boss, but at least for the first is, uh, you don't always end up fighting the same boss when you go in there. So, oh, wow. so that's fun because even though they're not 100% different, right, they do have variations. So therefore you do have to learn those patterns and it does make it fun and different. Like doesn't always feel like you're going through the exact same fight every single time. Right. But everywhere you look in this game, it just, oozes personality and just wonderful art like when you're in the different um i guess realms right they feel distinct like when you're you start out in tartarus and that feels very different than when say you get to asphodel next like in tartarus everything is dreary and just a true 
dungeon, right? Um, and there will be little traps on the floor that you have to worry about. They're uh, like the enemies are mainly like skulls and and these little demons that will shoot things at you, right? And big demons too that will try to pound you down. Um, and everything is kind of you know just based on the fact that like you can just kind of guide around the traps unless it's a really bad serious fight, um, which do randomly sometimes happen. But then you get to Asphodel and it's like burning lava everywhere. And therefore, whenever you cross a little thing of lava, you got to do it quickly or else you take damage. On top of that, you have a lot of demons that when they're attacking you in that level, you can force them into the lava to make them burn. There's like big rock creatures that will come floating around the sky and try to smash down on top of you. <laughs> There's uh, these these skeletons that are doing these shock waves at you. Like it, it very much is different feeling from that to the from where you are in the first level. Like I think you have to be a lot more mobile in that. In the same time, you always have to be aware where exactly you are because you could find yourself where you're taking environmental damage very quickly if you're not careful and then and removing from my queue <laughs> and then and then you go to uh to the elysian fields and here you know it it feels like you know the elysian fields for those who don't know greek mythology well this is supposed to be the premium place to go for the warriors the great warriors right of of uh greek lore and all of that like you served your country world well and you were uh someone of noble um, accomplishment and all those kinds of things, right? So everything looks very regal and feels much better uh, society-wise than any place you've seen before. And it kind of reflects that because a lot of the traps there are like these soldier statues that will do different attacks on you if you get too close. Like, you know, like you'll see a row of these soldiers holding axes and if you get in the wrong place, they will come crashing down on you or else they're shooting bolts across the room. Um, so I find like the, the part that's interesting with that is that the enemies to me aren't necessarily as overwhelming in that area, but when you combine it with all those things, it's of the room environments in that area, it feels like it's a lot easier to accidentally trip yourself up, you know, and, and let things stack on you to where all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I just went from a hundred life down to like 10. That's great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know, that for the most part, though, it is it, doing everything I would want of a dungeon crawler. And I, I would say everyone's like, well, what are you getting out of this that you're not getting out of dead cells? And I would say, one, I don't think I'm being overwhelmed with a bunch of randomness that I sometimes regret the choices I made in upgrades, which is a problem. You could make a case for dead cells as there are certain weapons you unlock and then you're like, I didn't really want to pick from one of those three weapons, but okay. <laughs> right. um, here I could do any of the weapons and I feel fine. But the big difference of course, is that dead cells is a 2d side scroller roguelike. And this is a 3d world. And I think it just adds a depth, like where it, it feels like you're playing Diablo, the roguelike in some ways. Um, it, 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 you know, you almost wonder like, did Blizzard make this world? Cause this is just, beautiful and popping off no matter where you're going uh and then of course the characters too as you come and interact with them um it it just delivers at every turn i think 
I'm not sure if I have much else besides that though. <laughs> so what do you, um, when you die, what do you lose? So anything, the, the main things you lose are your power ups that you acquired from the gods during that. Right. Um, along with any like charms you bought from the boatman during the, your run. Uh, and you run, you lose any gold that you acquired during your run. So, you're retaining the things you retain are darkness crystals, which are used for permanent upgrades, gemstones, which are used to unlock upgrades to the the underworld headquarters area, and then um, keys, which are used to unlock the next level of upgrades and weapons. So those are those are the things that you're farming above all else. I think if that's what your goal is to do in the game. Oh, and there's like things like there's a there are points like where you can um, give a part of your life and go down and like meet the God of chaos. <laughs> and he gives sure. you really random things that will sometimes force you to be like, okay, Hey, don't use your attack because if you do use the basic attack during this for the next four dungeons, you're going to take seven life every time you do that. Uh, but if you get through that, then your attack goes up like 200% or something like that. You know, it's a, it's a, it's cool. It's fun, you know, um, but okay. you don't know what you're going to get out of it. Sometimes they're kind of worth it. Other times they're really worth it <laughs> uh, when you make those sacrifices. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I have to say like, I know a lot of people, sometimes you hear the words early access and I don't know what this game was like on day one. I didn't want to play it on day one just because I usually really enjoy their stories. Um, as far as super giant. And I was just like, well, what's the point of having to continuously come back? But I have to say they're at a point now where they're so close to launch where even though I don't know what the end is, or I can't find out what the end of the game is going to be. I feel like there's enough content here that will keep you around for probably like, I would imagine most people probably like 15 to 20 hours, unless they're really, really, really good at this game. Um, yeah. That makes you want to explore and see what's here. And then probably is something that won't feel difficult enough that when the final release comes out that you won't want to hit your head against the wall when you come back to try to see the end of the game. Um, you know, there's plenty here for you to do right now in early access. It feels like you're literally playing something that's like in beta testing right before a release. So is so do we um, do we give Richards to early access games? I mean, I have no problem saying what this is. What I'm, you got? I'm gonna go um, right now without seeing the end of the game. That's the only reason why I'm at nine point five for them. They, they, so nine point five, Chub. Uh, Richard, I am no <laughs> Chub. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm at 9.5 right now. This is easily one of the best games I've played this year. Uh, no question. Um, love it. I mean, maybe I'm just a super giant sucker. I don't know. <laughs> but Yeah, you're, you're definitely a fan. Yeah, but they just, I think these guys, like, I think it's only like 20 people that work at this studio. I mean, they just seem to understand whatever it is they're making, like how to to invest fully to make it feel like there's no weakness. Um, maybe it's not like they make something that's the most epic and, you know, has, uh, the biggest set pieces in the world. Right. But mm -hmm. 
they understand how to do great art. I don't know who their artists are, but they've never had a game that has artistically looked bad. They always know how to write great characters, and they always know how to balance it with great gameplay. Um, and I think for a lot of people, that's kind of what most are looking for, right? Yeah. Above all else. So, I, I mean, I definitely will not lie. Like, if it comes out and I beat this game, um, I can easily see it going up to a 10 again for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't say that lightly, but I just, for 20 people doing what they do, maybe that's why I give them <laughs> such high remarks because I'm like, man, Ubisoft has like, 3,000 people touch a game and they don't do this. <laughs> you know, no <laughs> offense to Ubisoft. It's just the truth, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. highly Hate recommend it. it. I think it's like 20 bucks. I don't know. when. What was it when you checked on Steam, John? Looks like it was $24. Okay. Yeah, I think I got it. That's still not a bad price. No, it's already like it was in the summer sale. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure even right now, if you just wait, uh, you know, if you don't, if you're not ready to play it right at that moment, you probably wait and catch it on a Steam sale. Um, but if you want to give the full price to a good studio that probably needs it, I totally recommend you do it. Well, well done, sir. Yeah, I just you know, cranked that out. We were trying to figure out what the heck to talk about, and I was like, I'm just don't tell them, don't tell them my struggles. <laughs> and I tell you what, though, you uh. You review games mm-hmm. better than you ride bikes. That's for sure. Oof. Did you hear that part? I did hear that part. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna sabotage your seat again, just so I oh. can see. The best shot <laughs> I got was when you had that little part when your seat was all the way down your knees. Were just like, because <laughs> John's yeah. like six three, folks. So. <laughs> I thought. I thought for a second there I was gonna have to uh, deal with that. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I'm glad we figured it out. Mm-hmm. That would have been a long ride home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, John, we'll we'll come back for you, buddy. Just, yeah. just stay here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you want to do some news then, sir? Absolutely. Woohoo. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. You want to go first because you love this game? No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love this game, Chris. That's that's the, that's that's the deal. Before I start, before I get started, you know what my favorite game is on Xbox Games Pass on PC? On PC? Hold on, mm-hmm. let me pull up Games Pass on PC real quick just to see if I can guess it. How old is it on Games Pass? It's it's not at all what you think. This is kind of a joke. Hold on. You know, hold on. Oh, no. You really need. You don't need to do this. I need to do this, John. Is it? <laughs> is it? Oh, uh, CrossCode is available on Game Pass. Yeah, it is. is Install. Is Install, it the Forager? Yeah. <laughs> what? Is it the Forager or is it Zook Tycoon? <laughs> no, it's the uh, it's the Surprise Me game. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where you just click it and just go. What's it gonna be? You. Apparently that's I'm, how I found. I just found cross code available, and so yeah. Apparently, yeah, I'm supposed to play where the water tastes like wine. Yeah, I don't know what that yeah. is. What's next? <laughs> or maybe What's it will next? be Farming Simulator 17. There it is. <laughs> I'm not doing Momodora. 
What is on? Super oh. Lucky's Tale. Let's, Let's see. do it again. It's Hotline like, Miami. So- oh, there you go. There's the winner. Hotline Miami. That's a good one. Oh, there's Moving Out. I heard that one was pretty good. Mm. Is Microsoft sent us to check yet? Ark Survival Evolved. <laughs> Ooh, Worms. WMD. Oh, Worms. Anyway, that's just, I, I actually got <clears throat> sucked in doing that for about 30 minutes one day. <laughs> if that's what you've been doing during this whole entire topic. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I was doing. Um. <clears throat> So our first item on the list today is Anthem and Anthem's updates because you want, I know you particular, Chris, you want updates to, uh, Just to how this die. game is going. Just so BioWare is still hard at work with a redesigned version of Anthem called Anthem Next. Classy. Christian Daly of BioWare Austin revealed some updates regarding loot and gear. And Chris, as much as you might naysay it, a lot of these things. Mm-hmm look like they're doing uh, we you and i could at least agree that what they're doing now looks good but yes probably should have been done from the jump yes so <laughs> so here they are uh increase the frequency of loot drops uncanny yes. right <laughs> uh loot is viable more often all yes. items are better and more competitive yeah. but that's still uh but there's still a chance of getting something exceptional and that's that's particularly something that just never popped for me when I was playing this game. It just, it was just all very mundane weapons. Um, All loot rarities have strategic value through progression. Mm. You can pursue specific loot without relying on randomness alone, quests, specialized vendors, unique loot tables. That's important. Huh? That's important. Yeah. You can modify your loot, including re-rolling inscriptions and leveling up items. Uh, loot feels exciting and more noticeable when it drops and is celebrated when collected. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I laughed at that. Yeah. Uh, rare enemies create moments to get a burst of loot all at once, which kind of reminds me of Diablo where an enemy explodes from anyway, the developers are further making loot gear and menus more accessible to include a detailed stat sheet. The game's, Loot and power will also be scaled for the future, and your power cap can easily be increased, and the loot system will scale accordingly. I think the big question I think I we have should here, just call it Anthem for real this time. <laughs> the big question I still have that I'm not really seeing is when something drops, can I equip it right then and there? Right? As, because that is, I think that is the biggest complaint for people when they were grinding loot, right? You get all these things and you knew they were cool, but you would have to go back to the, uh, the main forge or whatever it's called, right? Before you could actually see, you'd have to end the mission to find out what it is exactly. And then you'd have to go back to the forge, which required reloading. And then, yeah. And before, so there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a section in the IGN article that, that talks about keeping it accessible and immediate. Mm-hmm. That says re- that you can reveal and equip loot right away. Good. Okay. Yeah. That's so the complete. Big thing. You can re- you can re- you can complete revamp of the equipment sheet, which we mentioned previously. Uh, the the equipment sheet can be accessed from anywhere, mm-hmm. um, which I assume means you don't have to go back to a hub world to do it. I don't know exactly. I don't remember. Uh, allows you to easily see what you have equipped in each slot. Yeah. So maybe one um, day we'll get to play that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can cover that as a, as a topic. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I still feel the same way. I'm looking forward to getting another crack at this game. Um, it's almost like 
it's almost like the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. <laughs> I just want them to take all those people and go work on Dragon Age. Please, I want my Dragon Age, folks. <laughs> well, they're simultaneously working on that. Yeah, they are. Not, well, it's a different not studio. Not the studio. This is an I think this is a Texas-based studio. Yeah, I want to say Bioware Austin's main claim to fame has been uh, the Old Republic, the MMO. Is their mm-hmm. bit their really big thing that they do? So maybe it's good that they're working on this then. Yeah, uh, they could patch it up. Ha! Ah, speaking of a massive patch, yeah, good. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare's the latest patch is here, and it's one of the biggest, containing the update for season five. Ironically, though, the patch will shrink the size of the game. The update is thirty six gigs, according to production director Paul Haley. Quote. The overall size of the game will actually shrink on your consoles after you download the patch, even though we're adding a bunch of new content for the season. So it sounds like they figured out how to compress things. Good for you. And you know, Chris, here at Weekly Games Chat, mm. we like a we good patch. Love, we love a good patch. And a good season. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, actually, Aiden was telling me last week that he wants to try this um, Warzone. And I was like, hmm. That'll be fun to watch. I know. I mean, as far as I know, everyone enjoys it. Um, no, it's, know not that, it's it. not that it's not enjoyable, but it's just, it's, it, I get the, I could be wrong, but I get the impression that there's a lot more skill in this than a Fortnite game, but I could be just way off base there. You're probably right. Um, Probably right about what, Chris? <laughs> I said two things. <laughs> You're probably right. That requires a lot more skill. Oh, okay. That that concern is just just looks more complex. Oh. Anyway, uh, we'll I, see if that's as justified. I said. I feel like those concerns are justified, John. Oh, NBA Two K Twenty One, in fact, Chris, is justified as far as its price. Take Two Interactive CEO Strauss Zelnick is defending the price point for NBA Two K Twenty One and said that the higher price represents, quote, the quality of the experience, end quote. There hasn't been a price increase of, uh, for, uh, for frontline titles for a really long time, despite the fact that it costs a great deal more to make those titles. And we think with the value we offer consumers and the kind of experience you can really only have on these next generation consoles, and the price is justified. Uh, he further went on to clarify in a Q1 earnings call that pricing will not well, uh, pricing will be quote on a title by title basis. Um, and just, just, to just to reach out to the community, I'd love to hear what their thoughts are on the idea of games prices going up, but how do you feel about this, Griff? You're going to, I mean, this is your game. This is your jam. I don't have a problem with eventually the titles going up to $70. I, I get that. I think the problem or how it's coming across the reality, I should say, is that they appear to be the one studio that is going so far for the money grab, right? Like, on this in every way. Like, you know, EA, to their credit, Madden, as long as you buy it in the first year of release, you know, when it comes out later this month, you get the free upgrade to uh, to the next gen, right? Sure. So you buy that $60 mm-hmm. title. So the evil EA is giving you a free upgrade to this. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Ubisoft has said you get a free upgrade for Assassin's Creed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, cyberpunk is getting a free upgrade. 
So to me, the thing would be, well, why don't we do the free upgrade this year and then next year for NBA 2K 2022? Then we will go to $70 and that will be it. No. Instead, we either want you to pay $60 at launch and then come back when this comes out on day one on the current gen, build up your character, then have to go and pay us 70 bucks to uh, take it to next gen, or you can just go ahead and drop 100 bucks on day one, and then you can do that. And like it just, to me, for, for, for a series that I love, but at the same time, let's just be honest, price gouges its friend you know its fans and tries to get every dollar possible out of them um it's it's not really a great message and it doesn't really make you look that good uh compared to all the other major players out there right if everyone else was doing it yeah maybe they would have a case to to make but it, right now it just feels like they're like well we can get two for one on these people so let's do it yeah, it almost feels like it would be an easier pill to swallow if they would just charge you 10 bucks to upgrade it to the next gen. Mm-hmm. Or shoot, you know, if they really want to make some money, I think I think people would pay 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. To, to up to upgrade it to the next gen. It does feel a little bit um price gougy. Um mm-hmm. but you know, at the same time, you know, I I know this is where things are going and this is the way PCs do it. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you were always expected to purchase the different, uh, you, you, you never, you, you know, if you played black flag on PS3, but you wanted to play it on PS4, not only did you have to buy it on PS4, but you didn't get to move your character over. Yeah. I think long-term all sports games should kind of be going the route that it looks like now all, online fps are going right yeah which is to say there is the game service right you know like fortnite isn't going to suddenly become fortnite 2 when it goes to next gen um and same with like of course halo this fall like it should be there's nba 2k and every year we do an update and if you want that update it costs you 25 bucks and then you know we'll give you incentive to buy things along the line uh, along the way right that to me would make a lot more sense for sports games to make a whole lot more money and keep people um, coming back year in and year out than this $70 model, which appears to be what they're targeting. But what do I know? I do know how you know many. You know a lot. You I know, know a lot, Chris. I know how many PlayStation 4s have been sold. Tell me. The PlayStation 4 console has now surpassed 112 million units, according to Sony's quarterly earnings report. During the first quarter of its physical years, years, <laughs> year, uh, <laughs> sales had 1.9 million units, bringing lifetime sales to 112.3 million. Considering the approach of the PS5, this was a decrease from last year's 3.2 million. Not shocking. Uh, in ever more interesting news, 74% of all PlayStation game sales last quarter were digital. That is a bump from 53% last year. I'm guessing in part that's also due to uh, COVID, right? And people just going like, eh, just buy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I wonder if that's not going to... Yeah. Now that you've been forced to do it and you've done it, it's sort of a convenience that people like. And that sort of goes back to prices of games um Mm -hmm. 
like if most people are buying digital, I know that there's still overhead mm-hmm. to some degree because you got to maintain servers, things like that. So, the, the, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, the, the codes are not buggy when you're putting this stuff through a digital sure. storefront. But, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert on this, so I guess I don't technically know, but it would just seem that why wouldn't prices stay $60 if there's less overhead? Because then you know, they can make, because they, they should have been make, higher before. Can, <laughs> so well, now yeah, they're but, like, but more of that pie is going to them by keeping it at 60. Yeah. They don't have to true. pay the manufacturer. They don't have to pay, you know, yeah. the guy who designs the sleeve for the, the truck plastic. driver and all that. Right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I mean, well, it definitely speaks to the fact that, you know, they're saying, yes, at launch, we're going to have a digital console next gen, you know? So obviously they definitely feel confidence that there's a market for this and they don't care how GameStop feels about that. Right. They didn't ask me though. They should care what I think. This is weekly. Nice one, John. Uh, speaking of <laughs> very good, Chris, uh, PlayStation has confirmed uh, that Spider-Man, speaking of nice one, will be coming to Marvel's Avengers as a free PlayStation exclusive. I should have named this news bit uh, Checkmate. Hmm. <laughs> the character will not be immediately available, but release post uh, the PlayStation blog confirmed the news saying that the character will be playable on the roster in early 2021, quote, at no additional cost to anyone who owns the base game. Since Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, this was not this will not be made available to PC or Xbox owners. Furthermore, it would appear that PS players will get first dibs on a lot of items, such as cosmetics for 30 days before those cosmetics get released to other platforms. Now, now Sony yeah, doesn't ahead. own Spider-Man in terms of video games. They own him for films. Mm, I would that was uh, no because that's why he was able to be on like Marvel's Ultimate Avengers and things like that. So this is something different, you know. Like Marvel owns the right to their video games, um, and I'm very interested uh, to know. I mean, Sony. This just sounds like more like Sony paid. They're like, look we've got Spider-Man games that were, you know, on an exclusive deal for, uh, as far as, you know, for Spider-Man now, Miles Morales. So it makes sense that we'd also try to bring them in here, but I don't know. I I read this and I wasn't, I'm never too excited when I see like one version getting an exclusive character. I can understand it. I guess like when you talk about something like soul Calibur and if you were going to bring Mario into it, okay, that makes sense. Versus, like, say, if you have it on Xbox, you get Master Chief. Fine. That Those are ones I would say make sense to me. But for something like this, I just feel bad for anyone who doesn't own a PlayStation 4, right? Even if you're not one of the 112 million. Uh, and you would love to play as Spider-Man in this game, right? Um, I think it just sucks. It's good for Sony people, but I don't want to play this game on on my PlayStation. I want to play it probably on my PC. So I'm, I guess I'm just, you know, screwed on that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was very excited for this title until, until this story. Um, and look, I'm a capitalist. I think if, I think crystal dynamics and, and square Enix, if it helps them, if it helps their bottom line, um, do it. But at the same time, 
it just sort of feels gross. Yeah. It always <laughs> because he's such a popular like if this they announced last week um Hawkeye. Yes. If Hawkeye was an exclusive character, nobody would bat an eye. This is Spider Man. This is the most yes. popular character in the MCU. It would be like if they were next they said like we're going to do a Justice League game. And by the way, Batman is exclusive yes. to, <laughs> to to Xbox because oh, exactly. they got a contract with Warner. <laughs> you know? Right. It would right. be like what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and you know, it could have been something where let's you know the way Soul Calibur does it. It's like Sony gets this character, Xbox gets yes. this character, PC gets this character, and then a year later, open up everything. Even even know? like them just saying, "Hey, for the first three months, Sony gets its exclusive." That's still as bad, and it's one of those practices that I would say, luckily, we've been getting more away from as we've gone later in the generation, like you just think of destiny back in the day, having all this exclusive content at the beginning um, on PS4 versus PC and uh, Xbox. Um, and then of course the big one from 360 era era was um, all the call of duty maps always coming first to their consoles before they came anywhere else. Um, but I, I would rather just to get away for this, you know, from this, it, it to me, it would be better to be like Crystal Dynamics. Just just put Spider-Man as an optional character for you to buy, you know, with the game. If if you, that's the contract I would rather they make than this. I I, I, to, I totally get it, you know. Yeah. But this is not this game is not. Um, the bay is out. Nobody's Friday. nobody's looking at this game going. This is gonna make gangbusters. There um, people, there's people that are very skeptical about it. And to me, honestly, Crystal Dynamics giving this exclusivity to Sony mm-hmm. tells mm-hmm. me that they're skeptical about it. Maybe it very well could be. Um, they're like money. <laughs> it's, yeah, they they want they want to they want to solidify a success on a on a piece of hardware. You know, as a, so that's one side. You want the company to be able to make the money that that that, that they that they put forth. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still like you know I'm I'm with you going hey I, I'm I'm definitely getting this on PC but now that it's pulled me towards now at the that Uh-oh. the fact that Spider Man exists on this on this game it's pulling me back towards possibly playing it on a console that I don't really want to play yeah on. I don't I'll be honest I do not want to fire up my PS4 again uh, <laughs> no disrespect to it but it's loud as hell and <laughs> there's no exclusives now right. So, well, I, you know, you might find something different coming up. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Can't because, imagine uh, guess what, John? Yeah, well, tell me what. Uh, Sony has announced a state of play presentation for August 6, 2020, at 1 p.m. Pacific. That's 4 p.m. Eastern for us. Sony has specifically noted there will be, quote, no big PS5 announcements. Instead, they will focus on upcoming PS4 and PS. Uh, VR titles and will be approximately 40 minutes in length. However, there will be a few quick check-ins on third-party and indie games from June's PS5 showcase. Um, should I go ahead and do the one that's two down from this? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, uh, and also coming out today, aka yesterday for you, for those listening. Uh, according to Bloomberg, a PlayStation official explained that Sony tentatively plans to make a new announcement 
this month for the PS5. This could be the long overdue focus on the price of the consoles and Sony's promise that the announcement of price would not come as a surprise minutes before pre-orders are up. Head of marketing stated, quote, I think it's safe to say we'll let you know when pre-orders will happen. It's not going to happen within a moment's notice. We're going to at some point let you know when you can pre-order PlayStation 5. So my gut tells me that Thursday for these PS4 state of play, mm-hmm. I'm going to be bored to tears with PSVR announcements. I feel I feel for bad for these games, right? Sure, yeah. I feel bad because like I think I know one of them is going to be Crash Bandicoot 4 that they've been oh, saying yeah. is going to be shown. Um okay. and I'm just like okay, <laughs> I get you need to promote these games. I don't have a problem with that, right? But at least they're promoting them. We are to a point where no matter when, if you're Microsoft or you are Sony, your next thing needs to be about what the hell your console is costing and when is it coming out and when can it be ordered. And until that is answered, right, nothing else is going to be concerning to the majority of the hardcore right now. They just, they do not care about those. It's getting irritating. Yes, yes. I'm getting very irritated. I I, I really want someone, you know, to just step up and say, screw it, we're doing it, you know? And I feel like Microsoft is probably going to do that at some point towards the back half of this month regardless. Um, I guess it's just, does Sony really want to wait it out, you know? This Sony event coming up in August, I think, is the price reveal. Because yeah, you can't, yeah. if it's real, this, you cannot, you cannot go past August, either of them without telling us how much this is going to cost. Yeah. Going into can't the fall, you know, like people yeah. have to know if people are going to have to spend, I mean, like just imagine if it is the upper projections, right. And it's $600 for one of right. these consoles. People got to know that if they're, you know, considering getting that or the idea of going ahead and uh, having their money set aside for things like, say, Cyberpunk or NBA, you know, Avengers that comes out that month, right? Uh, Those kinds of things could be potentially impacted. Yeah, Um, I need to know whether I need to sell Aiden. I need to know whether to sell my dogs, you know, or Plasma. Who knows how bad this is going to be? I will give you 20 bucks for a purchase. That's how much sold. (laughs) you would do it too. He heard me. Oh, Burgess. Poor Burgess. <laughs> um, he looks more like he looks more like an old man every day. Maybe you should buy him a new controller. Aha! <laughs> Sony has revealed that the DualShock 4 will not be compatible with PS5 games. Boo. Not the console, but games. To clarify, the controllers will be compatible with PS4 games playing on PS5. Uh, bought, uh, but Sony believes PS5 games should take advantage of the new capabilities and features we're bringing to the platform, including the features of DualSense wireless controller. They have further clarified that specialty peripheral platinum and gold wireless headsets and PlayStation Move controllers will all be compatible with the system. Okay, if you have four DualShocks uh, fours, we would like you to buy three additional dual shock five or whatever it's yeah. called dual sense at launch. I, I, um, I don't know. To me, this is where I think this is one of those uh, situations where them being the top dog right now is the disadvantage, right? Because they, they're like, well, why wouldn't we, you know, 
versus Xbox where it does feel like uh, as far as what I can remember, you know, pretty much you can just play with whatever uh, seems to be Xbox thing. So, yeah, they are di- they are different in their design, but not by much. Yeah. Um, very. I don't even think there's cosmetic does redesigns on it. Don't mess with everything. I, I think they finally, I think they finally just decided they've got the perfect controller. Yeah, I mean they they didn't make too many changes, honestly, from uh, even from 360 to this generation, right? I don't know. Aesthetically, they did. Yeah, I guess he had the triggers. Triggers are a little yeah. bit different. But, you know, it, I don't know. I guess this seems to be their thing, though. Like, no, 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 because of our new tech, you have to have this, you know. And um, I'll, I guess it will just come down to, will this be another thing that has been true of every PlayStation controller at launch? Will it just have a bunch of features that a couple of exclusives take advantage of and the majority just go, we don't really care about this, you know, um, because we're making things for multiple platforms mm. that's usually the way it goes the worst was ps3 with the boomerang thing and the and the thing where it was trying to mimic the wii's motion controls and all that uh the touchpad was a good one um it just never really outside of like ghost shishima and a couple of our games it didn't really get utilized to its best of its abilities i think outside of just well, being we- in our button we won't be able to confirm that for a while. Ah, speaking of confirming things, Xbox has announced that Project X Cloud streaming will be coming to Xbox Games Pass. Actually, John, it's rebranded. It's Games Pass. So I know. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not completely rebranded. Yeah. It's re- rebranded on social media platforms. Yeah. Games Pass Ultimate on September fifteenth. There will be a hundred titles available at launch, and that will allow PC and console game owners to use the service for free. Many titles were confirmed, most notably Gears of War, games in the Halo series, Ori games, Hellblade, Forza, and many more. Yeah, just about every major Xbox exclusive uh, looks like it's day one. I think that it's just now, it's no longer Project X Cloud, it's just X Cloud is what it's going to be called at launch, is what I recall reading it today. Right? Is that right? Sounds right. Well, the social media says Xbox Game Pass, but the brand logo has the Xbox symbol with Game Pass on it. Yeah, I think they're they're hinting. <laughs> they're, well, I think it's I think it's Xbox Games Pass. They're just I think people are reading a little bit too much into this because the symbol is the symbol for Xbox. Well, you so think, it still says Xbox Games Pass, even though it doesn't have it written. Well, Xbox. you know, my theory is, John. What's your theory? My theory is that they are going to just go ahead and end uh, Xbox Gold, right? Which is kind of the the thing for uh, what makes Ultimate stand out, right? Because you're paying for the cost of uh, Games Pass with a live subscription built into it. And then as a perk, you get PC Games Pass as well, right? And I think they're just going to combine PC Games Pass and Xbox Games Pass, and it's just going to be Games Pass, and you're not going to have Xbox Live next generation, or I should say Xbox Gold next generation. It seems to be what they're working towards. That would make sense. Yes, it would. (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me. It's fundamentally true already. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, John. Bye! Oh.
Well, this one's a fun one. Mm. Battletoads, that game that came out when I was nine. Rare. Uh, the new one has a release date. Microsoft has announced that Battletoads will be available on Game Pass or to purchase on Xbox or PC on August 20th. The game brings back Zits, Rash, and Pimple uh, for the first time in over 25 years. The game is being developed by uh, Dalala Studios with the support of Rare, which is good news. The game will feature couch co-op and multiple difficulty settings that will suit everyone from Tadpole to Battletoad. The game has a heavily animated art style, and it looks gorgeous. I think this And uh, this one we will cover. <laughs> I think this game has potential disaster written on it, but we'll see. Because this was announced two years ago at E3, right? That they were making a new Battletoads. And then it was shown off, I believe, last year at E3 where it was playable for everyone. And everyone came back and said, this is a mixed bag. And then it went dark for a long time, and we had all these announcements and all these opportunities to tell everyone that it's coming and to show an update. They didn't. Uh, and now, all of a sudden, it just randomly gets a release date on the 20th, you know? So, a lot of that screams to me, you know, which is two days after Flight Simulator comes out, by the way. Uh, a lot of that screams to me, you know, warning. <laughs> this might not be the hit that we're hoping, but we'll see. I hope it's good. I loved Battletoads back in the day. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Ah, you want to wrap this up, John? If we must. Just, just to be safe. safe. when they decide to get off their lazy real rear ends and ride us yeah, and ride insult us. them and yes. then and then ask them to do it you know it works sometimes okay <laughs> they write us at weekly game chat gmail.com just like none of you did you lazy <laughs> mother it's the end of summer <laughs> it's what always happens yeah yeah platt did his video and he doesn't need us anymore he just he killed it he uh, i mean like no he didn't kill his video like he killed any hope for future emails now no one wants to write us mm. no okay um i had to watch him suffer last night because he was trying to be final fantasy 7 on uh, steam and he was fighting literally the last boss and he crashed like three times and there's no save point right before them oh, so he would have to take 20 minutes just to get back to where he was only to crash yeah. again <laughs> felt bad for him oh yeah um on Twitter it's actually kind of quiet on there too. We do have some comments, a lot of people saying just how lovely um how lovely Ghost of Tsushima looks and asking how it is. So I'd tell you to go check out that episode if you want further context for folks like Big Kev, Draven, 
uh, in Zando. But yes, it is a very, very, very pretty game. There's no question about that. And uh, we got Jacob Smith who wrote in on the Twitter and said, what's your Discord server? Well, Weekly Games Chat's Discord server is simply, Jacob, Weekly Games Chat. So that's all you got to do. Just search Weekly Games Chat. Those three words. You should find it. But I will uh, I will reply to you on here and see if I can get you a link real quick because I'm a nice fella. And I think that's important to do. So let's see here. How do I do that again? <laughs> Invite. Okay. There we go. There you go, Jacob. There's your link. Sorry, it took a couple days, but that's when I checked. <laughs> John, this has got to be our shortest episode together I think we've ever done. Let's just call it our most efficient. It's a chub <laughs> of an episode if I do say so. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> let's give let's give the fans some time back. Yeah. We don't want to waste their time, right? They spend so much time with us. Let's just give back. Sometimes yeah. I mean, we still gave them like an hour and 20. So it's not like we didn't give him anything, right? Gosh, that's all it was, was an hour and 20. If we talk for an hour and three minutes. So now we gave Platt more time to go, you know, beat the Final Fantasy VII boss. Yeah. Yeah. Or play some more Ghost of Tsushima if he wants. No excuses. John, what the hell are we going to talk about next week, by the way? Um, I've got some things rolling around. Oh, okay. Good. There you go, guys. I guess it's going to be a John week next week because I got nothing. <laughs> um, this has been episode, I think I, was, I jumped the gun last week. This is actually episode 268 if, of Weekly Game Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever podcast service you use. You'll get a new episode just like this one on Wednesday or a lot of times now Tuesday evening, depending on what time it is where you are because I'm nice and generous and just hit post. I don't want to make you stay up all night for me. <laughs> um, if you want to write your thoughts and prayers, we always like to hear them. Make sure you write them to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And we will read them, even maybe if you put them in a video form. But if you're going to do that, please keep it short. Um, Besides that, follow us on the Twitters and join us on the Discords simply by searching Weekly Games Chat and you can join in the wonderful conversations we have online. Besides that, though, I know it's a late or dog days of summer, early August episode, so it might feel a little draining. We feel you, but we still love you. And that's why we say, game on to you and game on, John. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean, wherever you're at. John is on with Shauna. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, okay. <laughs> That's self-evident. Game on, Sean. I know he, where you You just at. proved your point from the beginning of the show of how you are with your friends. <laughs> ah. Your mom's body! And thug life. Peace out, everybody.